Welcome to Sun, Sea and Cyanide, a podcast in which me, Lauren Donahue, and my co-host, Billy Hotchkiss, re-watch and review Death in Paradise from the very beginning. One of us has never seen the show before, and the other has watched all 12 series and a spin-off. Will we be able to solve the murders, stand the heat, and stay on topic? So, how are you this week? I'm good. Um, I'm tired. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, but that, I think that's a today thing. Yeah, fair. Yeah, um... Oh, I did go up to Lancaster. Oh, nice! I was that. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. I haven't really been around Lancaster City, so it was interesting to go um, round like everywhere. Mm. Um, I will say, um, I don't know if this is poor planning on my my behalf. Maybe mm-hmm. it is. So I was going to go on on Friday, but there was a train strike, so I changed it to Thursday. Mm. And when when I went up on Thursday. Uh, like pretty much everywhere was closed mm. so the castle well the castle's just closed in general because it's got no fire alarms or whatever so you can't right. go inside there lovely um the cathedral were closed and they open on weekends Sad. um and the park was closed jesus um, <laughs> because of an event so oh. um yeah so I spent most of the time just mooching around the city centre, which was mm. interesting. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, not and ideal. Then, but... and then at my friend's flat, but I bought a magnet because I'm buying a magnet for every city I'm I'm going to. Oh yeah, I bought yeah, my. Yeah. It was the first thing I did. How are you? Have you had a nice week? Uh yeah, I'm good. Um, I've decided to take up a new hobby, so that's Ooh, fun. Fun, yeah. fun, fun, fun. Um, so I picked up a ukulele yesterday, so I'm going to try my hand and see if I can learn how to play a ukulele. So fun. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Speaking of new skills, shall we talk about the episode? <laughs> I don't get the. I don't get the. Oh, no, is it the boating? Yeah, the boating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same <laughs> I was gonna say maybe you can learn to play the theme song. <laughs> that is my goal. I want to learn the theme song by the end of this year at the very late. At the very late. The Death in Paradise theme song. Yes. <laughs> What's it called? It's called um, "You're Wondering Now." That's the actual mm. song title. I can't mm. remember who by. That makes okay. me a fake fan, doesn't it? How <laughs> <I> dare you! <laughs> Um, did you enjoy the episode? Series uh, 5, episode 1. Let's I know, see. yeah, I did. I, I remembered. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna, are we going to talk about that? Um, I feel like we should address it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, the pilot episode for this podcast, which um, was released but under a different podcast name when we yeah, were doing this. Might still be on, which might still be on Spotify. <laughs> you can go listen to it, but... yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> was called the Armchair Detective Agency. Mm-hmm. And the idea of that podcast was each week we'd watch a different murder show. Um, ideally one that had been on television that week. Yeah. Um that was clearly an insane idea. Um <laughs> and we did we for we didn't do it because um yeah. lots of things pushed came to shove in a lot of ways. <laughs> Yeah, life got in the way. <laughs> yeah. And now there's only two of us. Um, yeah. So that's a bit of a, a clue. Uh, into... <laughs> yeah, so for the pilot episode of that, we watched Series 5, Episode 1 of Death in Paradise because um, I guess that was an easy thing to do at the time. 
Yeah. So you had watched this episode. Yeah. How was it like re-watching an episode of Death in Paradise? Um, I quite liked it because I got, I could make sense of the the B plot in this time around because like obviously I didn't know the characters the first time I'd watched it and now I yeah. know the characters a bit more. I kind of I can connect with them a bit more. <laughs> yeah. When I rewatched this, and mm. knowing that we'd already done it and recorded our podcast about this, yeah. Because I was like the host and I was the one that oh I watched the show so I get to do. The reveal. Oh, because in that one, um, in that podcast, um, in the one episode that we did, is yeah. that everyone would watch up until um before the murderer was announced, yeah. and then we'd record the podcast, and then we'd watch the last twenty minutes to see if people yeah. were right. And that mm-hmm. is a good idea, but it was yeah. it took so long to do. Yeah, it was just too too much work. <laughs> I know. But when I was re-watching this, and I was meant to be the one that had watched the whole episode so I knew who the killer was. Yeah. I don't think I watched the full episode. Oh, did you not? No. Wow. Obviously, I had watched this episode in the past. Mm. Remembering from last year, I was like, I don't remember that I, I watched all the bit in the middle. I think yeah. I just watched the beginning and the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was nice to watch the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> So did you get who the murderer was? Mm, I did, yeah. Surprisingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I did forget about the smuggling like thing <laughs> with the cocaine. I did forget about that. Well, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched that bit, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was news to me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think it was interesting to watch it this year Yeah. with all the context of watching the show so like basically binge watching the show yeah because i remember because i remember the first time i was watching it like one of the things that i didn't like was like how much they focused on the b plot because like i had no idea about any of the characters Mm. do you is your has your mind changed about that yeah knowing the characters now i appreciate it because we got to learn a lot more about jp um and like how we can't swim and stuff like that, and yeah, so it was it was nice. <laughs> my my, I was gonna say, did we? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we did learn stuff about yeah, JP. <laughs> <laughs> this is series five, episode one, entitled "The Complex Murder." The synopsis is as follows. D.I. Goodman and his team are tested when a millionaire philanthropist is murdered on his boat and the sus- and the only suspects were all underwater at the time. Meanwhile, D.I. Goodman's new hobby raises a few eyebrows. So we open, interestingly, I thought, at Catherine's bar with mm. the police force yeah. um, where um, Humphrey arrives with a boat. And Dwayne, Dwayne describes him as an idiot who's been tricked into purchasing uh, a rust bucket. But Humphrey wants to take up sailing, and that's yeah. um, the whole thing with him this episode. Yeah. Then we go to our murder, uh, where yeah. in, in the ocean, a group of researchers are getting ready to super dive, scuba, super dive, scuba <laughs> dive. Um, to get samples from the coral reef. And the leader, Mm. Daniel, is going to stay on board. He doesn't want to talk to crewmate Jonathan, who needs to know something. 
uh, but Daniel hasn't made up his mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Laura, Dan's wife, doesn't really know how the scuba gear works, and um, other crewmate, Nikki, uh, notes that she left a sample bag in the cabin. So she goes and retrieves it and uh, kisses Dan. Um, Nikki comes and gets her because they need to go up swimming. Uh, they all go diving and collect samples, and when they return to the surface, Nikki goes to get down from the cabin, and she screams because he is dead. He's been shot in the chest, and the cabin has been ransacked. Cut to titles. How do we feel about the opening? Um, well, it was interesting seeing it, knowing how it plays out. <laughs> this time yes, around. okay. This is an interesting <laughs> perspective. How do you feel yeah. being in my shoes? Um, it's It's interesting, because, like... Mm. You kind of you you know what to look for now, and it's mm. it's interesting. I do prefer going in blind, but yeah, it was interesting being in your shoes for once. <laughs> I'd agree. I I would agree that it's better going in blind. Yeah. Um, especially on a murder show, because the whole point yeah. is, uh, <laughs> yeah. you need to get to the ending. I'm yeah. really bad. Like when I watch TV, I can like rarely um, watch things like twice. Because hmm. like I just remember when it happens. Like if you yeah. if you put up an episode of any TV program that I've already watched, what hmm. like two minutes in I'm like, okay, I know every detail that's about to happen yeah. and I lose some enjoyment. Hmm. Um No, I'm 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 a really I'm really bad for rewatching. I've I've rewatched so many shows. Hmm. It was like over and over again. I think the one that I've most is probably the IT crowd. That's like my comfort show. <laughs> hmm. This is different because at the same time, I'm like writing down all the notes, and I'm, you yeah. know, uh, so there's I'm something more to really that. do this this time around. <laughs> yeah, and also the first time round, I was, well, a lot younger. So yeah, <laughs> I have a di- I have a new appreciation. Hmm. Anyway, what did you think of the murder though, in general? Um, it was it was good. Like of like the first time watching it, I did predict that it was going to be two of them that did it, and mm. like so like that was pretty obvious um did, did you that. yeah i did yeah i said it was i think i said it was laura and the guy not the student the guy i can't remember his name sam <laughs> yeah sorry i just find it really funny that you've like claimed that, that you got it the first time around. i you did go, you know that's on record it's on my laptop yeah. i can go and check. yeah go on do it <laughs> the minute the minute he came back up and he had like a, a gunshot to the chest you like now it's like you're not another silencer. No. <laughs> At this point, that's just the silencer. of the show. That's not how silencers work. That's just it's not how silencers work. It's how silencers work on TV. But that yeah. just annoys me. Because it everyone is. knows that's not how silencers work. Yeah, I know. Like, I can't even use silencers when I'm playing, like, video games and stuff. Because, like, I know how silencers actually work. So I can't even use them in games or anything. Like, even though it's a video game and it probably works the way it's, the same way it does in, in films mm. and TV shows. But... If that's how silencers really worked, I think, A, they'd be illegal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and B, I think a lot more people would get killed with yeah. silenced pistols. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And also, okay, not to immediately nitpick the show, mm. but like, wouldn't he make noise? Yeah. And like, another thing as well is he didn't bleed a whole lot either. Well, that's because it's a family show. You can't show pools of blood. I know, but like. No, I get it. Scientifically, yeah. it's wrong. Yeah. But did you notice in um, the episode that's just went out when we record this? 
mm. series five, episode seven, mm. the one where she's murdered twice. Yeah. When she's shot the second time, there's no blood. And I thought that's clever uh, because um, she wouldn't, because she wouldn't be producing blood because mm-hmm. yeah. she's dead. Yeah. So that in that instance, it made sense. But yeah, I agree this time. Yeah. It's like shot <laughs> in the heart, no yeah. blood. Yeah. Just a little dot on his on his shirt. <laughs> Who are you most suspicious of initially? I wonder. <laughs> okay, and no, can you cast your mind back? Yeah. Um I think originally I thought it was going to be I think I, I think I said it was gonna be Laura because she was the last one to see him alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the answer. But, she yeah. she was the last one to see him alive. Yeah. Unless, unless you could, you could believe that in those like two seconds when Nikki goes to like get him from the cabin, mm. that she shoots and kills him and yeah. and does everything else. Yeah. No fun fact: she only does half of that. Um, <laughs> who do you want to talk about first? Um. Well, there's only there'll only be two people to talk about. Um. Oh no! Do you talk about Sam? Is his name Sam? His name is Sam, yes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sam Blake, <laughs> head of oceanography at Princeton University. Mm. Um, the last time he saw the victim alive was he was in the back of the boat. Um, he's consistently worked with um, Daniel Hagen, the, the marine yeah. biologist, billionaire, and victim and throughout his career. Uh, were you ever suspicious of uh, Sam Blake? Or could um... you ever see him as suspicious? Not this time around, but I remember finding him suspicious the first time around because of the the argument that they had and like how he wanted the um like their their new findings to be like buried under the rug because it meant that the first paper was mm. um like fraudulent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they'd originally done a paper on um, elevated sea temperatures, um, in which. High levels of CO two resulted in increased bleaching, where the zooanthellae in the polyps died. Um, You've done your research. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Subtitles, <laughs> subtitles, and the pause button there. Um, it became during this trip. It became obvious that the previous data was contaminated by an, the incorrect calibration of the CO two reader. But yeah. um, Sam didn't want their names to be ruined because then his reputation, would, if his reputation was gone, he'd lose his new job. Mm. How do you feel about that? Because in my head, I was like, but wouldn't it be worse if people found out that you knew that you were, the results were not mm-hmm. correct yeah. and you still stood by them? Yeah. It, that would be worse than just admitting that actually we made a mistake. Yeah. And then I, it made me think of the guy who was like, um, like wolves have like a hierarchy, and then he came back and said, actually, no, they don't, and like everyone kind of ignored him. And like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm an alpha type thing. So it made me think of that as all well. like it could be one of those situations, probably not, but you never know. <laughs> I was never suspicious of Sam Blake uh, because even though he did have a, a good motive, he yeah. didn't have. Um, opportunity yeah that's why originally i thought it was um sam and laura working together first time around 
Because if you do analyse it and realise, well, actually, no one could have killed him while they were underwater. Yeah. I think that's an early you go, no one could have killed him when they were underwater. Yeah. That means that only two people had the opportunity. Mm. Yeah. And it turns out those people used that opportunity. <laughs> um, let's talk about the only other suspect. Mm. Jonathan Taylor, research graduate from Plymouth University. Um, were you ever suspicious of, of him? Um, no, not really. <laughs> Why not? Because, um, like, he already had his whole thing with, like, the cocaine, so I feel like, well, as they said on the show, murder would be quite a big step up from... Um... Coke. Yeah, so... <laughs> when at university, uh, someone came up to him and offered him... Um... Because he had money troubles, they offered him five thousand pounds to be a drug mule, um, and then Dan found out. Jonathan begged him to to wait because he didn't want to lose his dream job, and um, that's why they were talking on the boat that morning. He panicked when he saw because um, he Dan hid the drugs in his lockup. So when Jonathan went to find them, he panicked when he saw the police. Um, mm. So he locked Dwayne and JP in the lockup, and then um, decided to flee the island. Yeah. Um, which is also a bad look. Sometimes the motive definitely plays in, into like the theme of the episode. So all the themes are the same. Mm. I don't know if this episode has kind of like a, not a love theme, but mm. like we're definitely playing on the kind of like romance. Yeah. But then it has to be something kind of relationship based rather than kind of money or drugs. Yeah. I will say I did really enjoy watching Florence be a badass because I also forgot about that. Oh my god, yeah, let's talk about that. When she jumps over like two boats. Hell yeah, what a badass. Um, to arrest him. This episode, last series, we talked a lot about how we didn't know who Florence is. Hmm. In this episode, there's a lot of conversation about being the perfect police officer from uh, Dwayne and JP. Hmm. And then immediately Florence is then categorised as the perfect police officer. Yeah. Are you satisfied with with that being her character? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, we need at least one competent character who is competent. Because I don't... Well, Humphrey's got his um, lack of organisation skills. Yeah. Um, Dwayne's the ladies' man. Um, and JP's kind of the student. Um, yeah. Slash audience stand-in type thing. Mm. So, yeah. I feel like we need one person who who is good at their job <laughs> yeah i definitely felt in this episode i understood her more which is weird because mm. the plot didn't really focus on florence that much yeah but i think um you could definitely feel with like you know another year of kind of break between the series and kind of yeah writing that definitely it felt like florence herself was more confident in mm. in who she was yeah like that, um, the chase, that little chase scene was like very character defining for her, I think. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't happy with Florence's characterization uh, last series. You weren't happy with JP's characterization. Yeah. How do you feel now in episode um, one? I, I liked him a lot better in this episode because we got um, a little bit more information about him and like. Um, like a little bit of focus on like his sort of fears and stuff and like um 
a little bit more of an establishment of um, Dwayne and JP's kind of relationship because they're trying to like rebuild it after what happened last season. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was nice to see like the they're establishing a new kind of dynamic. Yeah, there was kind of uh, there was more vulnerability. Yeah. To say where last series a lot of what Dwayne was doing was kind of bigging himself up like I'm mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect Police Officer. And yeah. and now it was very much like talking about um, you know, trauma. In the episode it uh, JP says he can't swim and he's afraid of water. Mm. Um Dwayne reveals when they get locked in the storage uh, container that he's scared of the dark and enclosed spaces. Yeah. Because um, when he was five, his sister locked him in an old trunk and wouldn't let him out. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that saw movie level. Legit. So JP okay. learns how to swim in this episode because Florence, mm. the perfect police officer, teaches him at the end. Hell yeah. Um, how do you feel about swimming and swimming lessons? Um, I I used to hate them because we used to have to go in primary school and mm. I absolutely hated it. Same. Join the club. Yeah, yeah. My my teacher was mean and I didn't like her. <laughs> when I did actual swimming lessons, like learn to swim swimming lessons, mm. and this lady called Tracy, mm-hmm. she she wouldn't get me in the pool. She'd always stand on the side. And then she'd mm. get you to swim, and then probably halfway through the lesson, she'd start a conversation with someone, and that would take twenty minutes. Oh God! Um, and then she, we never did like any like badges or that. Mm. So the the highest badge or achievement I've got in swimming is ten meters. Right. <laughs> That's the highest qualification I got in swimming is mm-hmm. that I can swim ten meters, nice. putting my feet on the floor. Hell yeah. <laughs> and look at me now. How did you feel about Humphrey this episode? He's very dedicated to his quote-unquote yacht. <laughs> yes, the yacht. How do you feel about like him taking up um, the hobby? It was clearly to f- fill a void, which yeah. was I've, I've soon established that. as a woman. Um, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah, do you think that's a healthy thing to do? Um, I mean, it, it you can't you're distracting yourself, and it's better than like taking up drinking and stuff like that. Just take up a hobby and like yeah, everything's better than taking up drinking, isn't it? Exactly. Apart from taking <laughs> up vaping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I think that's that's like one of the main reasons why I took up crochet was because I was just frazzled in my brain, and I just needed something to distract myself. Like I'll learn how to crochet. <laughs> mm. I will say I totally get him wanting to take up a hobby, but Humphrey mm. Goodman on a boat. Yeah, no. Immediately like missing at sea. Missing yeah. at sea vibes. Legit, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. one of my favorite parts of um the episode is mm. where um in the middle, the, um everyone's like, let's go for drinks, and Humphrey's like, I need to sand the boat. And then he goes mm. and sands the boat and um he bumps into the commissioner. Yeah when the commissioner leaves and points to the yacht club mm. and then he goes on the boat and then everyone on the boat shouts commissioner yeah. <laughs> I just found that really funny everyone needs the hype man <laughs> <laughs> apparently Selwyn's got an army 
So yeah. At the end of the episode, um, Humphrey and Dwayne get talking about, um, well, actually in the middle of the episode as well, they get talking mm-hmm. about um, that actually Humphrey is a woman and not a boat. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that being the overarching plot for series five? Um, but so far, um, the writers seem to be a big fan of love being the overarching theme of the seasons. Um, I did think it was quite cute for Dwayne to like put himself forward as um, Humphrey's wingman, but I'm also a little bit worried because Dwayne is Humphrey's wingman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. It's a bit weird that all the overarching plots tend to be about love in some way. Yeah. But I think I think that's down to the fact that, well, this is a family murder show, yeah. which is an oxymoron, mm. and therefore we need to, like, antidote the death yeah. with <laughs> the opposite of death, which is clearly love. I will say that it fits Humphrey's character more than it fit Paul's character because Paul was a prick who I didn't see being in a relationship. Humphrey, I do see being in a relationship, plus he was divorced, so it kind of fits the theme of... Yes. Before we reveal who the killer is, who are you most (laughs) suspicious of? (laughs) Hmm... Yeah, Laura and Nikki. <laughs> Why were you most suspicious of Laura and Nikki? <laughs> because I've seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my shoes. It turns out <laughs> um, the killer is Laura. Mm. Um, she shot Dan before everyone got in the water um, with a silencer. When she went to go pick up the uh sample bag there was actually she'd mm. actually hidden a gun in there yeah um and as well as dan's watch and wallet um so she killed him when uh, they were kissing and then she got help from nikki who acted as cover um mm. who contrived the excuse for laura to go back to the cabin and then acted as um lookout yeah laura then dumped all the evidence in the sample bag in the ocean when they got back up, Nikki made sure she discovered the body, and then that's when she trashed the cabin. Nikki and Laura met before Nikki returned to the UK after being broken up with by Dan. So uh, we haven't said yet, but Nikki was uh, Dan's ex, and Laura was his wife. Um, mm. Laura, who's a master manipulator, saw a vulnerable woman woman and need and knew what needed to be done. They became lovers. Um, and Laura convinced Nikki to kill her ex, making sure that um, she was working on the flight that Dan was on, uh, and then she seduced him, and so they could get all his money. How did we feel about that? Um, I will say that one thing that I didn't catch the first time watching and caught this time around was that Nikki um, threw Sam under the bus to get the heat off of Laura. I didn't notice that. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. What I noticed this time mm. was the reveal that Laura is actually into women. Yeah. I feel is problematic. And it's the first thing in a while that I was like, not aged well. Which is, there's nothing right. That's a fine motive that actually they were secretly in, in love. It was the fact yeah. that when they go, and she's actually into women, the music goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dun, dun. And then Dwayne goes. <laughs> Another face. classic storyline of the gays are evil. <laughs> because it, well, no, it's it's the fact that I unconsciously probably with the trope is that because the, that person um, didn't disclose their mm. sexuality, that is evidence for their. Yeah, Miss, that's that. Oh, because they didn't tell the truth, and therefore they were just a liar about everything, and that therefore yeah. that means they're bad of character. Yeah. Um, does that prove anything? No. No. And like when she when they they revealed that she was having an affair with her professor. Yeah. That made me think. Oh, she's a victim. No, but no, but see, that teacher was a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and you see exactly oh, okay. <laughs> it was like well that's bad policing yeah why didn't you get the teacher's name yeah legit <laughs> and also it's also problematic in the fact that the Dwayne face of him going a conventionally attractive <laughs> woman <laughs> no into other women how dare she to me that aged poorly yeah. That was a bit like, oh no, that's a bit of a problematic trope. And I don't think set up well either. No. Apart from that, the narrative of the story makes sense. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Overall, did you enjoy? Um I I did, yeah. I enjoyed coming back and like rewatching it to like see what I'd missed and then also getting more context for the, the B plots. <laughs> mm. So it was it was nice to see. Did you enjoy having more knowledge? Is that I better did. than going in blind? Yeah, definitely. It's <laughs> like you can connect with the characters a bit more, so it's mm. it's better in that sense. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a good opener. Mm. Not the best, not the worst. So what are we rating out of this week? Um, do you want to do Toy Soldiers again? Yeah, I think we have to do Toy Soldiers again. <laughs> did we even mention the Toy Soldier? I don't think we did. <laughs> no, we didn't, no. <laughs> they found a Toy Soldier in the cabin, and that yeah. was in Laura's um bag. Sample what? bag. Sample bag, when she dropped it, when she killed him. Yeah. How many Toy Soldiers are you giving this episode? Um, I'm going to give this a six because it was very middle of the road. I did I did enjoy revisiting it though. I, I marked it down for the silencer mm. and the um, the reveal at the end. <laughs> I think I'm going to give this. I haven't done this in a while. I'm going to give this a five, mm. which is quite low for me. Yeah, but I did just think it was okay. Yeah. So. Are you excited going forward for the rest of Series 5 and Episode 2? Um, yeah, fingers crossed Episode 2 will be better than Episode 1. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, not Episode 1 wasn't bad. I just didn't no, personally it was really just enjoy it. middle of the road. Yeah. Not a strong opener. <laughs> but it's not a weak opener either. No. Well... Thank you for listening to our review of Series 5, Episode 1. Mm. Um, join us next week when we will be talking about Series 5, Episode 2, entitled 
one for the road. Uh, follow um, us on Spotify, rate us. Um, yeah, uh, this jumble Apple of podcasts. words. Um, follow, follow us on social media at sunsea and cyanide give us an email sun.c.cyanide at gmail.com follow us on spotify um, and rate us on apple podcasts um, we want to know your thoughts so um, please tell us if you enjoyed this opening of the episode your experience with swimming can you do you know how to swim do you enjoy swimming what <laughs> phobias do you have that uh, stem from when you're a child hmm. and um, uh, have you taken up any new hobbies yes we want to know um but until next week thank you for listening yeah goodbye I can for the record. I can swim. Mm. I, I can as well. I'm just a lazy swimmer because, like, same. I I prefer swimming on my back because literally all you've got to do is kick your legs. I can't be bothered swimming on my front because you've got to do like your arms as well, and I just can't be asked. <laughs> I know, but do you never feel that like if you swim on your back, I feel paranoid that I'm gonna hit something. Yeah, but I I'd rather do that than wear my arms out. <laughs> You win some, you lose some. Yeah, exactly. Tired arms or head damage? <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's a toss up there. Yeah. <laughs>